This is Blake 7 in Character, the podcast that travels at Standard by 5 to seek out elements from the classic TV show. We'll be taking a look at the one-off characters, and occasionally the not-so-one-offs. Who they are, what we think, the actor's backstory, and anything else that occurs to us as we waffle away. So, stand by to teleport, for this is going to be spoiler-heavy, so it's advisable that you watch the story first. Uh, well, hello and welcome to this special episode. Uh, it's more special than usual because we're not actually looking at a character a character today and uh, we've got someone else with us. It's not just you and me, is it, Ian? No, it's Eric's 3, a new series <laughs> on BBC4. Why can't it be Ian's 3? Uh, no, I'm the anti-hero. I'm, no, oh, I'm the right. anti-hero that everyone loves and I come into my... Uh, my place in the third season. So. You're the you're the cool anti-hero. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm leather clad. You wear a cardigan. All Perfect. right. Okay. All right. So yes, yes, we have our friend Kelly, Kelly Hogaboom. Hello, Kelly. Hello. Hello, Kelly. Hello, hello, hello. Right. Before we get into this, Kelly, would you like to tell our listener uh, just a little bit about yourself? Um, yeah, I guess I'm Kelly Hogaboom. I was uh, raised without television, but I quickly developed an obsession with B-movies um, in my teens. And so my background is quite different than Ian and Eric's. And I have a website called bmoviebffs.com. And um, I got involved with Eric doing his other podcast. On occasion, I would be on that podcast talking about generally older sci-fi films um what would you say probably 50s through the 80s is kind yeah. of yeah yeah so that's my background so my knowledge of british sci-fi television is zero like this like i haven't seen one episode of doctor who even so that oh, just for perspective even. right <laughs> even <laughs> <laughs> but you are though aren't you kelly you are a fan of british television Oh, yes. But mostly murder shows, British murder shows. Um, I actually get teased quite a bit about my British murder show obsession. We, uh, we should have got you to watch Mission to Destiny then. Yeah. yeah. We'll have Blake, to have you back Blake, for... Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that is a whodunit. Murder, yeah. Morse yeah. in space, Perfect. basically. Morse Perfect. in space, yeah, yes. yeah. Now, if you've never ever seen any British science fiction TV, uh, did you know of Blake Seven before it came up in conversation, you know, on the podcast and no, et cetera? nothing. Never even heard of it. But so you you don't know any other than the assignment that we've given you for this evening. You still don't know anything else about the show. No, and I've tried so hard to not know anything because you know I'm watching the show. There's no subtitles, so I'm having trouble catching people's names. But I find if you try to look up an actor, even there's like a spoiler. They'll say, "Oh, you know, this person is known for this." And so mm -hmm. I've I've really tried not to read ahead, or I, I haven't read ahead. So um, I am the Blake Seven virgin for sure. And I have to laugh because I don't think a lot of Americans know about this show. No, I think it's unlike Doctor Who, which yes. did have a. Uh, a release through was it, I think Time Life uh, in the eighties. I don't think Blake Seven has ever really been officially released in the states. I know that, that it's not available on DVD. It was never available on VHS. It's never had a. I think it, it, 
I think it's I'm not even sure if it was ever shown on repeats or whether the the few American fans watch it on YouTube or I think I it did know. get a, 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 a TV run somewhat yeah. later in the day, but that it it is somewhat popular in the states, though, isn't it? I mean, that, back in the eighties, yeah. you, you, you yeah. had big, big conventions over there. Oh, oh yeah, it. Um, well, I, 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 I wouldn't I wouldn't want to say big like in the same way that. Doctor well, not Who in the Star Wars big, or Doctor yeah. Who, no. But but yeah, it was certainly um, Avon was sort of a, a fan favorite with. American women of a certain age. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is weird because this is, it's really weird because you've only seen, what, first three episodes? Yes, yeah. Um, so we, we've got the, the benefit of future hindsight for yes, all the other stuff. Yeah, so you're probably thinking, why is anyone interested in Avon? Well, <laughs> the, the geeky the computer nerd. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. I don't, I didn't even catch on that he could, I mean, we're going to talk about this, but. Yep. One thing about the show is you don't, I don't feel like you know who's going to survive, who's going to get killed off, who's going to rise to being a leader. I don't feel like the well, show telegraphs that at yeah, all. Yeah, to, to be fair, I don't think the BBC did no. to start with. <laughs> okay, um, okay. We, we've gone into before. So cer- certain characters you do meet and spend a little bit of time with, they drop in the first couple of episodes. Like some of the prisoners you meet yes. were going to be part of the seven and they dropped them. Um, so it was it was very much a I think they, they had a rough idea of where they were going in season one but a lot of it was very late in the day Terry Nation writing um, do you know do you know much about Terry Nation then if you've not no 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 all right he's he's sort of a he's a staple oh he's dead now he's not doing anything but he, he's he a was dead a staple he's a dead staple yeah he uh he was sort of a staple of of british sci-fi he was he didn't start off as a sci-fi writer he started off as a a gag writer for tony hancock and okay. he he needed he was perpetually needing money um i don't know why I, I, perhaps he had one or two habits um but uh so he needed money so he was offered to do a script for doctor who um, which he wanted to turn down, and Tony Hancock told him to turn down. And then his agent, uh, his brother Roger, told him, just take it, take the money and run. And he invented the Daleks. Um, and when I say invented it, he wrote a, like a one-paragraph description wow. and then kept all the profits and never <laughs> shared them with anyone. And the rights. Uh, yeah, he kept the rights. He's a very clever man, very, very uh, lawyered up. His brother was a lawyer and his agent, and the Terry Nation estate, at one point had very rigid control of the Daleks to the point where they weren't going to appear in oh, wow. uh, the, the new series um, because they w- they basically wanted script control, uh, which the BBC weren't willing to give them. So a very, very clever businessman, um, a very much a, a hack writer in the purest sense, not in a derogatory sense, but he was old school you know, there there wasn't a lot of multi layers to his writing, um, but he's 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 regarded in this country as something of a uh, a legend, uh, 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 sort of an iconic in much the way same way that Nigel Neal that did the Quater Masses is regarded. Um, but he was also very much a make it up as he went along guy and reuse stuff. And re oh, uh, yeah, he he never <laughs> let he never let an idea go to waste when he could reuse it 20 or 30 times. Yeah. Yeah. Um 
but uh, yeah, it's, 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 I think it's going to be interesting to see what you think of. <laughs> yeah, and I have to say, I mean, part of it, again, is my ignorance of television in general. Yeah. I mean, you know, I really didn't have exposure to television grow up, growing up, which is With, pretty unusual in, yeah, for my that, age, that, in, in, in America at least. That's quite unusual. Was it... How can I say this without, uh, without a, a, if I if I insult any you or anyone ignore me, I don't mean. It. But was it was it like your parents didn't believe yeah. in TV or? Yeah, we lived in yeah. literally lived in a bus. Uh, oh my, right. We were uh, Southern Californian hippies, and my parents uh. just thought TV wasn't good for kids. They didn't have a super intolerant attitude about it, but we didn't have it. And so I, it, I didn't think anything of it at the time, and I read a lot of books. But growing up and in, into high school, I started to realize that it was a little unusual to just have zero television background. You know, yeah. by the time you're in high school, you start hanging out with friends, and you start, you, you know, we'd, we'd watch Showtime or Cinemax at, at night at a friend's house, and I'd, I loved it. So, so part of my ignorance is just television ignorance. Um, mm. So, yeah. But, um, I mean, you, you know, you've made up for that since, you know, as, <laughs> yes. uh, as I say, I mean, you are a fan of uh, um, um, uh, British TV. When, watching these three episodes of Blake Seven, did you recognize, apart from Brian Blessed, did you recognize any of the actors at all? Yes, I recognized younger versions of a few of them. Um, and I'm not, uh, one of them got killed off, I think, in this third episode, but just a couple. Um, and then, like I said, I like I went to go look up Paul Darrow, and then I saw, I saw that he became the main hero, and so I stopped looking up anything because I just didn't. I'm I'm really trying to go into this knowing nothing. I don't know if that's a silly way to do it, but that's kind of where I'm at. Right. But it, yeah. All right. Well, let's let, let, let's start then, shall we? Let's start with uh, um, the very first story um, called "The Way Back." Um, um, and, and yes, it starts off, you've got a, a, an Earth of the future, a very dystopian future, a, a, a domed city. We've discussed that, uh, Ian and I, very Logan's Run-like city, isn't it, at the beginning? Mm. Mm -hmm. And this Blake bloke, he's, uh, he, he's been led, um, he, he, he doesn't know why, but uh, he's told, isn't he, that uh, uh, by, this, uh, by this woman, we've got uh, information on your family. Right. And have you not? Uh, have, have you stopped eating and drinking? That's the first thing, isn't it? Right. Thirty-six hours. He's, he hasn't had anything yes. to eat or drink. And what's that line you like, Ian? Uh, yeah, it's like what effect has it had on you? Says I'm hungry and thirsty. Yes. <laughs> right. so really, this, so, because obviously, for 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 me and Eric and most British people, this we grew up with this so this is sort of our idea of not only the future but that we've said before this is very much what Britain was like in the, the late 70s concrete and car parks wow. um, so to us it doesn't look very futuristic um, mm. what what was it what was the overall feel oh. of, of this first episode for you because a lot of a lot of fans of Blake 7 don't like this first episode oh. they, they, they think the series starts with episode 2 Oh, so do they yeah. not? I mean, that's interesting because, of course, for me, the, the first episode is a third of the show at this point. Yes. Mm. Uh, not because there's like 52 episodes, aren't there? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I guess when you say they don't like it, I mean, do they not, not like the production values or they don't like the tone? I think, or? I think it's the, because the tone is so different to anything that comes oh, after it. Okay. Um, it. I mean, a, a it's about a, a, a man that's uh, uh, you know done up on child molesting charges, right. so, so that intense. that sort of shocks a lot of people. Yes. Um, but it's very, 
very landlocked and it's almost a political drama. I see. It's always yeah. Whereas it does become the series does become space opera. It's more um, of an adventure. Yes. Yeah. yeah I could, exactly, and I can yeah. see it going that direction. And yeah. I don't know. I felt like it was a great setup. I was my my partner. My husband was teasing me about watching this show <laughs> because he's looking over my shoulder and seeing the the budget. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> just, the, the and. Yeah, and I'm like, I was trying to tell him what happened in the first episode, and I feel like kind of a lot happened. They kind of established a lot, yeah. and mm-hmm. we had, you know, Blake met these resistance, you know, the cell of resistance fighters, and two couples get killed, and I, I felt like a lot happened in that first mm. 15 there's, there's, minutes. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of death in yes. Blake 7, especially uh, oh. early Blake 7, that oh. you didn't get with, because if you think of I know you're not really familiar with Doctor Who, but at this point in Doctor Who's history, it had become almost Monty Python in its humour. Douglas Adams was the script editor. It was very, very silly. Mm. And this was this was seen as the adult's version, or the adult sci-fi it was show. for grown-up yeah. science fiction, yeah, they exactly, called it, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it was on primetime. This was on primetime television. It, 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 it was very, very well received there was you know the papers were full of it it was it was huge at the time um, well we couldn't I feel afford like star wars so we had this we've kind of come back to that where these these popular prime time we don't have prime time i guess but yeah. they they'll they give you these characters and they make them likable and and then they kill them off that, that's happening yeah. more we're leaning back towards that and mm. there are a lot of very popular shows like that right now and um, yeah, it's not nearly as lightweight. I mean, I like my reference point to Blake Seven would be the original Star Trek, which I have seen. Yep. And I, even though there's death in that, they're not killing off. You, it's very much telegraphed who the main characters are, and you're quite sure they're not going to get killed. If that makes, mm. yeah. Yeah, there's a. I mean, although because I I love original Star Trek as well. I know. I can't remember Eric. It's not you, you like original, don't you? You don't oh, yes, consider yeah, anything yeah, else yeah. Star Trek. No. <laughs> uh, you're very much a, 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 a purist, mm. um, but yeah, even Star Trek is very much. I mean, a it's a, a, a look at the it's a it's a not a dystopian future. It's a utopian no, exactly. future. Exactly. Yeah. And British sci-fi does tend to go on the uh, dystopian yeah. side, whereas American <laughs> sci-fi tends to be much yeah. more optimistic. Yes. Yeah. We yeah. yeah we 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 see the future as as we're just going to be downtrodden. Um, <laughs> But but Star Trek, you're right. Had a even even though it was dealing with heavy issues, I think right. because of the nature of of television at the time, it couldn't be too blatant about it. So it would wrap them in the the sci-fi trappings, and it was all colourful, and yes. you could watch it on several levels. I'm not entirely sure you could watch Blake Seven, certainly these early episodes, on multiple levels. I can't see. Although, say, I was going to say I can't see kids getting much out of it, but we were kids at the time. Well, I was. Eric was still middle-aged, but <laughs> <laughs> um, but we loved it. But yeah, it's it's really it's got a tone of its own. It's it's more yeah. Quatermass than anything else. I yeah. Think. Yeah, the first series and these yeah. first uh, um, stories are, and yes, yeah. there, there, there was a distinct lack of budget, but they weren't trying to do a space opera, space no. fantasy. Um, they that they were rooting it in, as Ian says, you know, late 70s Britain. You know, yeah. this is a very grim, dark place because that's what it was um, wow. outside your house, yeah. you know. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got these rebels. They meet in that car park um, yeah. and and promptly get slaughtered uh, by the Federation 
troopers. What do you yeah. think of the Federation troopers, Kelly? What do you think of them design-wise, their oh, outfits? Well, see, the only thing I knew about this show before watching was a couple stills that you had sent me, and I, you had sent me a photo of that outfit. And so, um, yeah, it was great. I like it. It's like the black stormtrooper look. Uh, I'm guessing that that's the outfit that we're going to keep seeing for a while. Oh yeah, these they, they, these yeah. are the storm the Star Wars stormtroopers gotcha. of Blake Seven. Except gotcha. in Blake Seven, unfortunately, uh, they start taking their helmets off, and um, I, I would have preferred the Federation uh, guards to have been as faceless as the stormtroopers were. See, I, I I I disagree with that a bit because some of my favourite stories are where you get to meet the trooper powers. Oh, I knew where, you were going yeah, to say trooper yeah, power. See, trooper power is, is my favourite. <laughs> Um, and it, so there's a few episodes where you get to realise that the Federation troops are just normal people. They're not. They're not. You know. So that's very different than yeah. stormtroopers. Although, of course, with the, these latest three Star Wars films, we have a stormtrooper. Stormtrooper yes. who became a human being. But before that, they were all very yeah. faceless. Yes, indeed, yeah. indeed. This outfit, the Federation uh, Guard outfit, um, would you like to know uh, how the BBC made it? Go on, tell me. Over to you, Ian. Uh, well, I think they they found it in a skip. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was um, again. The although we we we're constantly mocking the show for its lack of budget, it was actually for its time. It had a, a reasonable budget for a television program. It just didn't have a reasonable budget for a science fiction television gotcha. program. Um, so, but the, the guard suits basically they they're, they're Bellstaff motorcycle suits, which now they're quite rare. But then everyone had them, mm. so it's it's really weird that they didn't like go with something a bit more futuristic. They went with stuff that you could see by looking out your window, um, huh. and then the the. The helmets were um, mountaineering helmets that they put the faceplate on and then added the iconic uh, green, uh, green shower screen. curtain yeah. <laughs> or shower screen <laughs> moulding. Um, but these, even from the first time I saw these, which was 1978 when the first episode showed, I fell in love with these, this design of Trooper. Yeah. There's something about it, yeah. It's, it's almost visceral and it's uh, they really well designed and that's that's the thing the BBC at the time had some cracking designers uh, really w almost wait either I love Blake Seven almost wasted at the BBC and some of them did go on to to work in film and get you know decent remuneration um, but yeah it's 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 a cracking design I mean Eric's built one recently I was, I was just about to ask yeah. if either of you had put the whole thing together yet yeah, oh, well, I, I, I am used a Federation one, yeah. trooper. Yeah, and, and and yes, yeah. Ian's an ex-Federation yeah. guard. Yes, mm, I, okay. I joined the rebellion. I Eric, Eric's still marching, but Eric's actually you're certified, aren't you? Isn't I it? am. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm certified. I'm I'm an official yeah. one. Yeah, and it was great fun. I mean, you know, you 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 yeah. you, you have a background, Kelly, uh, much like Ian in uh, uh, costume and right. outfit making and stuff right. like that. And and yeah, if you want to be the real deal, you've got to get the real thing so that meant just hanging on ebay um searching for bell staff uh, motorbike um 
suits. Eventually one came up that was uh, the right size and you've got these things called derry boots which are kind of like uh, wellies, they're like Wellington boots. Right. And um, and of course we, we, we mentioned the, the climbing helmet and the, the, the green acrylic band. Uh, the little grill on the front of the face plate. Oh yes, is, yeah. Is, is a t- yeah, it's a T-strainer. Oh yeah, cool. Well, perfect. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, which is nicely British, I think. It is very our, British. Our fascist troopers have a tea strainer yes. on their helmets. <laughs> but yeah, no, no. Um, it, it's a lovely design. Yeah, yeah. One, one of my favourite things of the show is, is is the look of these Federation yeah. troopers. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a bit different than the look of of the civilian outfits, which <sighs> which we, are just we, kind of cardigans, vests, and turtlenecks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I we we used, we joked on one of the episodes that we th- we thought that they just turned up in what they turned up to the studio right. in, and they just gave them a tabard and said. And there's something go. there's yeah. something about polyester flares that just oh, doesn't God, inspire yeah. a sense of doesn't, adventure for me. <laughs> doesn't sh- doesn't shout of the future, does it? No. Really? And nor do the hush puppies. Uh, <laughs> very often we're, we're in hush puppies as well. But uh, what I find astonishing about this first uh, story is that, as Ian said, this was primetime TV. It was BBC yeah. One. It was Monday evenings at 7 o'clock. And, uh, yeah, it, that's quite astonishing. Now, when you actually watch this story, because Blake, of course, is arrested, and he, he says he's going to defend himself, he's going to, um, you know, deny everything. And that's when the uh, the bombshell is dropped that... What he thought he was arrested for, mm-hmm. and was going up against the uh, the, the, the the legal system, uh, isn't actually what he's going up for. Because yeah, uh, as Ian said, it, it's uh, he's a paedophile. He's been uh, um, claimed yeah. to be a paedophile, and he seems a little slow to catch on to all of this. Like like I think at that point you would probably realize you're up against a pretty big conspiracy. But he goes to court thinking he can. He's still going to get to say yeah. something. That was well, pretty it, interesting. Yeah, this this is one of the interesting things that we we've raised a few times that that he still thinks he's going to get a fair trial. Right, right. And his lawyers think he's going to get a fair yes. trial. Um, so at this point, it's the Federation is still barely democratic. Mm. People, right. you know, it, and, and there's, Terry Nation um, grew up during the war, and so in his writing, there's a lot of World War Two analogies. And it, it it's very close to uh, you know early Nazi Germany where it was still considered that that you would get mm. a fair trial that this right. would blow over that with yeah. their reasonable men at heart. Um, so it's, yeah, it's it's cleverly written. But what do you think of Blake in this episode? As as you 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 know he's going to be the hero because he's in the title, right? And you couldn't have a show called Blake Seven without Blake in it. <coughs> I had a question. Yeah. If I understand this right, they they captured. He was a you know resistance leader. They captured him. They brainwashed him to say to disavow his yep. involvement um, for obvious reasons, and then they brainwashed him to not even remember. Right? Is that what I'm hearing? Like remember nothing? Right? Yes. This this is a that's what they set up in the first couple of episodes. It does change slightly okay. later on because I think they realised that was probably a little bit complicated. It is because I'm, I was wondering. So nobody yeah. walked up to him ever yeah, and, and said him. something. Okay. So what I thought of him as a character to answer your question. Um, well, I I mean I don't feel like he has much of a character in the first episode at all. He's he's the guy that fish out of water this is all happening to him 
And then I think <laughs> at the end of the first episode, doesn't he say, like, he's going to k- take the ship? Doesn't he say that at some point? Is that the first end of the first? Where he, he, he says that he will return to Earth, and then yes. they, he decides yeah. to try and capture the prison ship. London. So, yeah, yeah. I kind of like, he has those moments where you, like, look off into the middle distance yeah. and say yes. some, some ballsy plan in this understated way. <laughs> like, I just love that. <laughs> like, I yeah. thought that was great. Yeah, he's he's not short of of confidence right. in his he's abilities, like, is he? He's like, I'm gonna do this. Yeah. 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 When he's sure what he's doing, I mean, I like that scene yeah. where you know he's he's talking to his lawyer, and when the penny finally drops, you know, <laughs> that what he's um, you know being charged with. Um, I, I I love Gareth Thomas in this. Yeah, it's really nice that scene because he Blake doesn't realize what the charges is but his lawyer does so when he's saying I'm not going to offer no defense and right. the look on his lawyer's face is brilliant it's like oh <laughs> right yeah but and of course he I'm so, sorry after you Kelly oh I just I I again I mean because for me there's a lot of different characters in three episodes here I wasn't catching the moment the lawyer what what precipitated the lawyer starting to believe and to, to dig into this i can't remember well well blake pleads with him to go out to this car park doesn't he outside the city that's go okay. out that's and right. and and find the bodies you know find evidence um because the guards don't bother tidying up the bodies had they had they tidied right. up the bodies right yes you know blake would have been gone off to cygnus alpha never heard from again right Yes, but before that, though, doesn't he? They, um, the lawyer finds out that, you know, and this is the most horrific thing. It, it's yeah, a he fa- horrific, yeah he, you're right, yeah. Yeah, it's a horrific enough that you're charged falsely with mm. being a child molester, but then to actually find out that the children that actually yes, that um, was the worst said part, that, yeah, yeah had, had their minds altered that they would actually believe yes. that Blake had done this. That's that the was, worst part of it. Yeah, that was very... That was very dark to me. I was surprised that that was in a show this old because uh, it was so intense. That idea of, well, you've got at least three children that now have these memories. Mm. That was intense. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's strange. I think to a certain extent, British television works opposite to American TV during the 60s, 70s, 80s. Uh, British TV started as almost as very hard hitting, very adult. On most things, like the programs like Z Cars, which was like a police procedural, um, and gradually as it went through the seventies and the early eighties, we had watchdogs and that stepping in and saying mm. you can't do this, you can't right. do that, and it it television became very toned down. Whereas I think in America it went the other way, where you you had very restrictive television, and then sort of in the early eighties, you know, especially when Reagan took away a lot of the uh, the law saying what you could and couldn't do on television. And, and your TV started to become more detailed, more adult, and we almost went the other way. I think we're sort of, we've both merged now into like the Game of Thrones. Yeah, era, it's all dark. Where, yeah, where everything's <laughs> dark and horrible and you can show right. whatever you want and say whatever you want, which I, I like. I, I, I think that's a good way to go. But yeah, I mean, you watch, I, you, again, we keep coming back to it, you watch some of the Quatermass stuff, you watch early Doctor Who's, uh, Blake Seven, uh, Doomwatch is you know and it's it's depressing adult horrible stuff some but even the children's shows were i mean i think kelly would like um children of the stones yes yeah or even some of the um the 
you know, the public service announcement. Oh, yeah, we've got to like, oh, Kelly, yeah. we, we, we've Kelly, got we've to send some you some of them. In yeah. fact, I think I've yeah. sent you one before, the Donald Pleasance one about I am oh. death. Yes. And, and I've um, seen I've seen other like I've seen yeah. Australian ones for, for the AIDS crisis and you know PSAs that are I'm watching that and I'm going when did this air like this is <laughs> yeah. like I wouldn't want my this six a, year old seeing yeah. that but, PSA but this was during children's TV yeah yeah and, you know this this would have been sort of half four on a you know a Monday <laughs> or Tuesday evening um, yeah t- times would, uh, the seventies especially late seventies were a very different era. Mm. Mm. for this country I do wonder though I mean you and I you know we watched this when this went out in 78 and I don't know how much of you you know what we've just been discussing there actually registered to us because (laughs) you know You've said to me before you would play Blake Seven in the playground, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know. But you, you, so you're you're picking up on things. I don't think when you're a child you 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 hear it, but it doesn't quite go in. You no, know? I think I think as a child watching it, you're well. I must have got something out of it because because I I wanted to be Blake. <laughs> God knows why. Perhaps I had a cardigan that matched. I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, I fancied his tabard. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I as a kid, I certainly played Blake Seven. Um, I, 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 you know, you'd, you'd sort of pick up sticks and pretend they're the liberator gun and that sort of thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, so it must have registered. But yeah, I don't, uh, until like we got into the, the horizon years, I, I didn't remember the child molestation charges right. at all. No, nor did I. Nor yeah. did I. Um, so yeah, 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 this is grim, this is dark, this mm-hmm. is serious, but then we have a scene which... And we meet Villa! <laughs> no, no, before that, before that, we have silliness before that, which is when Blake actually goes on trial, and you've, oh, yeah. you've got the judges there, and you know, you've got the, 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 the science fiction computer yeah. you know, that, that, that's going to um, right. assess everything. That's a, that, that's a little bit too silly, yeah. I think. Yeah, they just put their uh, sort of USB sticks into a computer yeah. to weigh the case, right? Mm. That was that kind of concept. And, and again, that's something that's dropped almost immediately, the idea that... Uh, which almost come up again in, in Buck Rogers, didn't it, in the 25th century, where computers have been, everything's been turned over to computers to control. Mm. Um, see, yeah. that, that sort of, even even the second episode sort of gives up on that. Yeah, well, because we it won't, it to, won't yeah. work with the idea of a fascist government, right? No. Like, those two things don't work. So, no, yeah. No. It's also the fact that computers at the time, you know, wouldn't, would, our knowledge of computers at the time was pretty, yeah. <laughs> it was naive, yeah. wasn't it? It, it was, was very naive, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. But, it, but yeah, no, um, his lawyer and, and his wife, they, uh, yeah. they, they managed to um, realise, yeah, that it's all been falsified, all these uh, accusations. And, yes, they do indeed uh, manage to leave the city, uh, cross the wasteland to the car park. And, uh, <laughs> and as Ian says, the bodies are still lying there. Yeah. Um, and he gets out the most ridiculous video camera uh, to film the dead bodies. Um, it was futuristic at the time. It was, but so many things in Blake <laughs> 7 are so... We've said before, haven't we, on, yeah. on, on, on this podcast, you know, that the Blake 7 universe is very much an analogue universe. Yes. Oh. It's not digital in the slightest. And you see that futuristic video <laughs> recorder. Yeah. Oh, dear. The whirring one. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, Blake 7, I mean, a lot of things suffered from it at the time, didn't it, that... That the eye, there was no real concept of things getting smaller or neater. Mm. 
and we see it throughout where there's like huge things to record and huge yeah. things to listen to and yeah but yeah they, they they record the information and they head back yeah. but uh, we haven't mentioned but you've got uh, a traitor uh, a yes. federation guy pretending to be a rebel yeah. all, all through this a double this. agent yes yes this dev tarrant and um yeah um it was quite graphic at the beginning of the story you know when there's the massacre you don't actually see the execution of the lawyer and his wife um you've just got this nasty bit of work this dev tarrant standing over them saying an unfortunate accident da 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 right doesn't he you know right. which is quite chilling and it it really does set out that this this federation they uh, um they're not nice people yeah yeah i wonder how many people watching at the time thought before they were killed thought oh this is going to be a great great show i wonder in future episodes how these lawyers are going to get Blake <laughs> off of the oh they did yeah yeah and what you were saying at the beginning, Kelly, I mean, you know, we were the same because, you know, you watching this, uh, you don't really know the actors. We really didn't know these actors at all. The, most of the main cast, we didn't know. So when you do meet a character, you've no way of knowing if that's going to be an ongoing person or not Yeah. Uh, when you first meet them. And that lawyer could have survived, but no, he doesn't. Nope. Um, and also at the same time, Blake's been found guilty and he's going to be sent off to the penal planet Cygnus Alpha. No, uh, you said penal. <laughs> <laughs> Ian has mentioned many times on this show that this doesn't make much sense, that you've no. got like 40 prisoners and it's going to take eight months to go to a prison planet. Why go to all that bother? Just kill them. Well, <laughs> is, isn't that part of the facade, right? Like you're, Like you've put all these people on this other planet they're really far away but but the show has hinted that a lot of times they just drop them in space or execute them once they get there yep <clears throat> what yeah why go why go to even the pretense of pretending this because yes. they're still trying yeah. to pretend that it's a yeah i suppose yeah that, that was what i got out of it anyway yeah yeah i mean i mean we've discussed ian and i you know later uh, happenings in the show um <laughs> It's obvious that at some point, you know, the military take over the Federation. But here at the beginning, there is a, a sense There's of a justice. There's a civilian government. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a, a civilian, civilian gov government. But then yeah. something happens, military takes over, you know. Exactly. So right now, they're being treated harshly, but reasonably fairly. Yeah, I felt like the show did a good job in these first three episodes, sort of showing you that things were going that direction. I, mm. I felt like it did. Again, I kind of yeah. don't know what direction it's all going. But, um, you know, like even on the second episode when we get, you know, introduced to the CEO of the... It's the London, right? The show That's right, on, London. Yeah. And his, his second in command, you know, those are kind of two different personality types. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know, the guy that's helming the ship is... Um, obviously not a good guy, but he's not nearly as ruthless and nasty as his second in charge. Right? You're talking about Raker, good Raker, old Raker. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Leslie Schofield, yeah. Leslie Schofield. I mean, he. I think. I think um, mainly a TV actor. Um, yeah. He appeared in the first Star Wars film, but in, in oh, a very okay. brief scene. Um, but uh, yeah, the infamous Raker. Um, yeah, they're on their way to Cygnus Alpha. Right from the get-go, Raker's on Blake's case, giving him a hard time. Um, and then he notices Jenna. Um, 
is on board. The, the only the one female, woman, yes. yeah, 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 yes. And, and he tries to be charming, but this is Raker, and <laughs> yeah. he doesn't get very far, does he? Nope. She's uh, you. Well, the first thing you hear is Raker talking to. Um, what did you say his name was? The the, the captain, the captain is Leyland. Yeah, yeah. Leyland. And, you know, it seems pretty obvious that either Raker or, like, that he's going to try to uh, rape Jenna or, yeah. you know, press well, her the, the cap- Yeah, the captain says, there's a woman on board, be discreet. That's right. a like, horrible this is, line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's just <laughs> tacit acknowledgement that he yeah, knows exactly. at some point in his journey he's going to rape her. Right. Just don't do it when anyone's watching. You right. know, we've, we've got enough paperwork. And I think that, that sums up the fact that uh, at some point Leyland was a probably a nice guy probably a good guy and he's just been worn down right um to the point where he he's pretty much inhuman at this point mm. Mm. um yeah again really well acted and, and cleverly written and and not what you would expect on no it was more uh, yeah. uh i feel like this show was getting pretty interesting at this point with yeah. how they were developing the, the human beings it wasn't nearly as uh, and, and I love original Star Trek, I do. But the characters are fairly two-dimensional in comparison. They're, they're Boy Scouts in space, aren't they? Right, For all right. of Kirk's um, womanizing. Mm. Right. You know, you know that Kirk is going to do the right thing. You know that Spock's going to do the right thing. You know that McCoy will get drunk right. and probably do the right thing. Yes. Um, but in yeah, in in this, it, going right through the show, I mean, we you know we discussed an episode last week or the week before where one of the major characters does something that would be considered outrageous you're, you're never quite sure about these people you're sort of okay with Blake because you think Blake's a, he a principled guy right? yeah but I suppose that depends on your idea of of what the difference between a freedom fighter and a terrorist it, mm. there's lots of these questions going on but yeah you're right the the good guy. I mean, this was the whole. This was the selling point, wasn't it? That it was Robin Hood in space. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a a crew of of bad guys, which I mean, depending on whether you've seen any other sort of American science fiction, it it's influenced several shows like yeah. Farscape, and uh, certainly Firefly. Joss Whedon acknowledges that it was a, a large influence on Firefly. Um, and it, yeah, it, 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 I think it was quite influential. Um, hey, the, and those are two shows yeah. I've actually seen. So oh, right. <laughs> finally, we're in my wheelhouse a little bit. Yeah, yeah. shiny. Uh, yes, but well, in, in this second story, we're introduced to not a whole bunch of characters, and yeah, Ian's right. Um, some of them, like Arco, uh, actually were yeah. going to be one of the seven. Yeah. Okay. Um, and also, yeah, we, we we meet Jenna, we meet Villa, we meet Avon here. Um, shortly we're going to meet Gan and and, uh, um, and the world's stupidest guard and the world's stupidest oh, guard yeah. the, the yeah. doped up guard yeah <laughs> so yeah they're, they're on their way but Blake wants to take over the ship um, yeah. and, and he's come up with this plan of squeezing between the inner and outer hull and uh, getting to the computer room because if you can take over the computer you take over the ship and that gives them bargaining power um, and this is a little plan that's going to go uh, a bit wrong. Um, 
Ian, what's the guy's name? The, 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 the guy that you think is going to join the crew, but he, he, he dies. I can't remember what his name it's, was. Are you talking about Nova? The guy Nova. That's yes. him, yeah. The young lad. Yeah, the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 and you, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it, and uh, yeah. he, he, he dies and you via. Ah, sh- oh, an idealistic young lad that Blake's going to take under his wing. No, he's dead. And well. he's dead. I know. Yeah. And I kept thinking. I think I was still thinking into the third yeah. episode. I was like, yeah. okay, are they going to go? Because no one goes back for him. He, he. I don't even think he's mentioned again. He goes no. into the. And that shaving cream, I mean, the idea of yeah. it is great, but the execution is laughable. But yeah. it's a very creepy idea, right? Well, the, the idea, I mean, it, most people of our sort of age remember that scene. Okay, you might not well, sure. Much else, but you remember that scene of the guy dying. Because it, uh, it's traumatizing. Yeah, yeah it, it, it is. It's, um, again, it's, it, it's sort of, it's very adult stuff. Yeah, I remember it from it might the not novel. Be, might not be filmed no. in a very adult no. way. It's comical now. No, I remember well, it from the novel. The yeah. novel says that it's like fast set in yeah. cement, you know, yeah. and that would be horrific. Yeah. Well, I, I, I particularly, like, is it Jenna that takes a big uh, finger full of the shaving mm-hmm. foam and says, this is blah, 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 techno babble. It goes solid in seconds as she's playing with it. And like, get it off your hands. <laughs> <with it. laughs> right. That's that's me in the craft room though. I yeah. I get stuck in my glue gun and my super glue all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but they manage on second attempt. They they they, they manage to do it. Uh, Avon's yeah. in the control room and um, blinds the ship. And it's pretty much at this point where they detect that something's going on. You never ever do find out, uh, okay. uh, Kelly, exactly what happened before we actually see the Liberator spaceship, but. Leyland surmises it's some sort of like big space battle. Okay. Um, yeah. You get some cheap graphics to show. Yes, on yeah. the screen. Can't, they can't afford those to were, show the Those were cute. Yeah, yeah it looked like yeah. a real rudimentary Pac-Man. And I, 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 think, I think the budgetary restrictions that they couldn't show the battle is actually benefited it. I think because your imagination is has got a much better budget than the BBC had. Yeah. And I think it also... it build to that and I'm getting the the hairs on the back of my neck are going up now uh, you get to that shot of the liberator with the, when the music crashes yeah. in and that what did you think of that shot? well that's one of the few things I'd seen because of one of oh. you guys uh, so I not oh, only had seen it, it yeah. yes I'd seen it but I also kind of knew it had some significance yeah. but yeah it's a great design I love it I love it you know and the, the gun that they find on the liberator yeah. which I have some questions about but the um they are of a similar type of design and i like it because i can't design i can't do it so i thought that was great most people when they see the liberator the first time they just assume the the green ball is actually the cockpit and it flies that way you know not the other way around okay yeah yeah even the model maker martin bauer who was given the basic shape of the model and then was told to detail it thought that yeah the, the, the back end was actually the cockpit window. Yeah. How yeah. many How many of these have you made, Eric? I've kit-wise, I've made about three. Mm. Um, our friend Alex is producing a kit coming up soon, so then it will be yeah. about four. But it's a bit of a swine of a model to do because, um, yeah, I mean the kit is all right, but all those prongs that are on the front, you've got to glue them in and keep them all straight to each oh, other, yeah. and it's the yeah. stripes on the back. Uh, oh god! I, I, I've recently done a 3D printed one for a friend, and oh, that 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 was hard work doing all those stripes on the back. 
I'm looking, I just pulled up the picture of your 3D printed. Because, you know, some of these, um, like, people like yourself that, that remake the costumes or the tech, the lighting is better on what you guys are making than I'm able to see on YouTube, mm, right? So yeah. it's like, it's much easier for me to see the ship yeah. when mm. you make the ship. Mm. But, and also, yeah. some, sometimes we'll put more effort in yeah, than yeah, the BBC yeah. did. <laughs> you know, we might we, we might have put more money into it than right. the BBC did. And we fair. talked about that with the yeah. Paul Blaisdell uh, costumes, yes, right, yes. on the other podcasts. Like, like you know, it's it's actually more more has gone into, we've had more time, or and we have better technology to make yeah. things today. Yeah, yeah, I yeah mean, no, the Liberator's great. I love it. It is, it is great, and, you know... Um, Shortly, Blake is going to go across or be forced to go across. But before that, we've got the showdown in the computer room where Raker, (laughs) um, um, again, shows his uh, true nature, Mm -hmm. where um, he asks Blake to turn the uh, camera on and uh, and then guns down one of the uh, prisoners and then Mm -hmm. says, I'm going to gun down one. Is it one every minute, Ian? One every minute, I think. But he's right. It works. Yeah. He's, from his point of view he is that's that's totally the right thing to do he sussed blake out that blake's weakness is that he wouldn't want to sacrifice people mm. um so i mean the, the, you've you've got to sort of admire raker a little bit in that even though he's a completely odious mm. horrible character um but yeah he's right it's like it's only the hero exemption card that keeps saving blake in this show mm. Mm. Uh, you know especially like when Travis turns up Travis is right on almost every occasion when he says what Blake will do mm. it's just he doesn't he never no. wins but I mean yeah R- Raker does win here but then yeah. you, you know you get the moment where you know Blake orders you, you know Avon to open the door yeah. they surrender tell Raker Raker's told you know that they've given up and uh, still goes ahead and shoots another yeah. one yeah. he does yeah he's nasty yeah, yeah. Well, interesting though that even at this point, Avon's willing to sacrifice all the other prisoners as yes, well. Yes, yes. What do you yeah. think of Avon, by the way? You've seen a few scenes of Avon at this point. <sighs> uh, I guess I I didn't find him... I mean, I feel like he's a character, a caricature, a prototype. You know, he's, he's cynical. He, he'll only do it if it's... Um, if he's got a reason to do it. You know, he's not, at least at this stage, he's not willing... He's not interested in helping other people... Mm. Um, very, very good at, uh, you know, very pragmatic, I guess, is mm, kind yeah. of how I'd say yeah, that perfectly sums that's him up. Good, yeah, that's a good, good um, summation of him. He was sort of, at the time, he was touted as, as the Spock character. Mm. Which is so um, odd. But he's not, yeah, no. he's, he's not really. Uh, uh, the only similarities is, like Spock, he knows everything about everything mm. uh, as we go on. But yeah, he's not really. You're, you're right. He's not. He's not a hero at all. No. No. Well, and Spock wasn't a dick. Like Spock. No, was, that's true. Yeah. You know, Spock was. I don't know. I'm. I'm a Spock fan. Um, yeah. I'm well, not. A, I'm not a fan of the Spock them, that yeah. we're seeing in the movies. Uh, I feel like they've gone a different direction with Spock today. Oh, sh- shout, shouty, punchy, crazy Spock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> every every movie yeah. is losing his shit. I'm going well. Okay, but um, yeah. Well, so... the, inter- the interesting thing about watching the original Trek is that they're so professional, <laughs> even with the stuff they do, compared yes. to what what the Ab- Abrams movies are. These guys are professionals, and Spock was that. He was a professional officer. But yeah, I don't. Yeah. We, yeah. we we often say that 
with Avon. Everyone loves Avon. He he becomes the breakout character, and, okay. and and everyone loves Avon, and everyone seems to think that he's the sort of character that would be nice to be around, and he wouldn't. No, he would not you so would, far. You would ditch him at the first opportunity. Yep. I'm. Uh, we haven't talked about Stannis, and for all I know, she gets killed off in episode four. But um, I'm liking her. You know, she's uh, she's just as smart and just as practical, right? But she's a little bit more um, interested in doing something for more than just yeah. herself. So I think she she's less likely to get you killed or even kill you mm. than Avon would. But she also hasn't got Blake's idealism, which is and is no. She's kind of right in the middle, is, I yeah. think. Yeah, mm. at least at this stage. Yeah. She's great at the beginning. Uh, Jenna, yeah. you know, it, it, it was written as a strong character. You know, this smuggler. You know, she's like we've said before. You know, she's like a female Han Solo type, and I think that's why Sally Nivette, you know, went up for the role and 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 took the role. But unfortunately, you know, over time, that appeal sort of like drifted away, and she became basically a you, you know. She- She's going to end up someone's girlfriend? Is that what you're... No, not for? somebody's girlfriend. She's just there basically to make the tea or something, okay. you know. Okay. And, and, and yeah, <laughs> Blake Seven is refreshingly mainly free of romantic entanglements between these people. It's hinted at, but it's never really... No. It goes anywhere, which I, I quite like cause, because that is a, a very lazy trope. Mm to make put character development in by having two of them fall in love or whatever um but she does she rapidly i think i think the writers a didn't know how to write for women which is just you know that still happens today unfortunately yeah. um but b they they termination again and this is this is evidence of of that he didn't really think things through it was very much take the money and we'll worry about it later he there's too many characters gotcha yeah, so they didn't really have a enough plot to do anything with Jenna, no. and so she became very much the damsel in distress. Mm. Um, it, it doesn't go quite as far as, as say the Doctor Who companions became, but you can see why uh, Sally Nivette rapidly wanted out of the show. Well, that's that's um, a shame yeah. because I kind of at this stage she's a pretty yeah. she's on equal footing with the yeah, other. Yeah, oh, very uh, much so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she only ma- um, made it through two seasons. Uh, S- yeah. Sally, she she quit after the uh, the end of the spoilers. Second one. <laughs> I didn't say what happened to her. I just said that she quit. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, and then we have got Villa. Um, right. What do you think of Villa? Oh, he's pretty. I, I don't know. He, like he he's got that cute little line at the beginning where he steals. What, is it Blake's watch? Yes. And, He's like, you got to watch out for people around here. And he meant himself. You know, it's yeah. cute. And then I have to say, I mean, on episode two, I think he goes and does like that little trick where you pull your thumb and it makes it look like you're pulling the end off your thumb yeah. or like a card trick. He does that like three times to the guard. That was pretty silly. The um, guard's thickest. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. But um, um, I feel like uh, as a character, he's, you know, he's bringing what little comedy there is yep. in the show so far. Anyway. Yes, you're 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 absolutely right. He he, he's the comic relief character that we we've, we've seen on so many 1950s sci-fi films. Yes, he's, he 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 does become, he rapidly becomes, one of the best characters in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But these early episodes, he's definitely there to add a bit of levity, mm-hmm. which I think is needed. I think 
it I do like this stuff. He does go a little bit over the top in some of these bits. Well, and I but wouldn't yeah, he, go so yeah. far as to call him like a coward, but but you know yeah. he's he's very much like watch out for this, look out for that. This could happen, yeah. which is like that would be me, right? <laughs> like I would, I would be the yeah, one that like. Right. He's looking after number one. Right. He will but look after he will look after you if it doesn't involve him. Right. But he's he's more danger. fearful. Yeah. He seems yes. a little fearful, whereas Blake and Stannis and um, yeah. Avon don't seem that yeah. fearful. Well, we, we we find out later on that that Blake and and probably Jenna that were were high in the class system, so they they were your toffs. Whereas gotcha. uh, poor Villa was working class and gotcha. basically had the crap kicked out of him by life. So, so even at even at this early stage, there, I mean, Villa is one of the characters that isn't nailed from point one. He he does build up, okay. and he he does subtly change the way uh, Michael Keaton plays him. It subtly changes. Whereas sort of Avon hits the ground running. This the Avon you see here is pretty much okay. the Avon you get for the rest of the show um, and certainly Blake Jenna I think hits the ground running um, Gan never really gels into a no a, he, a, a he, he wasn't given enough was he bless him no. again too many too many people you mm. know it's but yeah, we've got this whacking great big spaceship alongside, and yep. uh, Leyland uh, sends a, a, a boarding party across uh, in this tube um, onto the Liberator. We don't see what happens to them; we just know that something's wrong with them, don't, don't right. we? Yeah. And then they send. An, do they send another person before Blake? There's at least uh, yes, two. They send, yeah. yeah, they send two more. Because yeah. we never see what happens to the first lot, but we see what I think what happens to the relief. Yeah, one comes out raving to, mad, yeah. doesn't he? He's he's been he's, he had a cream bun and it was full of shaving foam, <laughs> wasn't it? So, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, um, yeah uh, I don't. I'm, I'm pretty certain you don't even see him on the bridge. No, 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 no. The first time we see the bridge is Where when Blake is? sees it. Yeah, it's going to smell. Yeah, Where were those yeah. two bodies? But it's Raker's idea again. Raker's idea to yeah. Leyland is use prisoners, you know, if you yeah, don't want right. to uh, waste any more men. Send Blake across, you know. Yeah, send the smartest, um, most, uh, yeah. you know, the prisoners who are who are ambitious and intelligent. Yeah. I, he should have sent the three most chicken shit guys, but yeah. okay. Yeah. He should have sent Villa, shouldn't he? Yes. <laughs> he should have sent Villa every other way. So yeah, across they go, and in they go, and this is the very first time we ever see the bridge of the flight yeah. deck of the of the Liberator. This, what do you think? This is the best you'll ever see it. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, uh, it, de it degenerates yeah. every time <laughs> they uh, finished uh, uh, filming Blake Seven. You, you know, they would put it back into storage. It was a modular design they uh. took apart, but each time they did it, more and more bits got broken. And <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. If you watch the show <laughs> over the three seasons that the Liberators in it, it does de degenerate quite a bit. You, oh, that's you, you, you rapidly become a little game of spot the duct tape and spot. Oh the, well, well uh, I mean, you've got a white. Cellar. Yeah, yeah, you've got a white sectional couch. I mean, that's you know that that's gonna show your marks right away, right? Yeah. So. yeah. What do you think of it, Kelly? What do you think of this flight deck? I think this looks like the most expensive thing I've seen in the show so far. Mm. It looks yeah. pretty good. It's it, everything's so gray and brown and taupe colored, though. Where is the seventies? <laughs> oh my god, uh, this Earth is tones, it's yeah. British seventies. Yeah. Yes. yes. Well, even we had cars this color. We did. Uh. This was our major selling cars with this color: <laughs> brown and cream. <laughs> 
But you know, even here in America, in, in films in the '70s, everything's brown and and orange, and it just wears on. I don't it it, it fatigues me to watch. Yeah. This. yeah. But yeah, it's, no, it's pretty cool uh, little design with the little kiosks that kind of look like garbage cans that they stand in front of, and mm. yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. It, it's terrific. This is my favourite, uh, you, you know, flight deck bridge of any uh, okay. science fiction craft. Um, and 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 they get attacked by this um, floating pink ball, don't they? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and basically, they see their worst nightmare made real. Right. Um, and we see we see Avon's brother, don't we, Ian? You do, yeah. A- A- Avon's brother calls to him. Yeah. And he uh, he succumbs to it. Um, you don't see Jenna's no, Jenna's mother. Vision. She describes it, doesn't she? Or oh no, you do see it because she's being abused by. No, you don't. Someone isn't she? Do you not? I, I don't know. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sure. I should need to. Do you, do you remember? We Kelly? should have rewatched this. Yes. I, I don't. I don't yeah. remember. Oh, we'll have to go um, back and rewatch. Uh, we'll make some. Of that. Yeah, but Blake. Blake knows it's. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not real because he's yeah. just had his mind messed with, and he knows what's real uh-huh. and what's not yeah. real, and uh, and uh, so shoots at it, and it disappears, and that's when we have our uh, next character uh, come along, Zen. Yeah, Zen. Because Zen yeah. is considered to be one of uh, Blake Seven. Okay, mm. all right. Mm. And what do you think of Zen? What do you think of the voice? What do you think of the visual with this big dome light thing? Um. Well, I guess I wasn't. I wasn't tracking him too much because again, there's a lot of. I'm. I didn't know he ends up being important. So, uh, I'm not. I don't have an opinion yet. Oh, so right. I wasn't. I wasn't tracking him. Okay. <laughs> Pause then. Pause then. <laughs> I'm sure we'll be philosophical about it. Though. Yes, yes. Okay. Very good. Sorry. So he's like the... Um, I, it did remind me of Holly from Red Dwarf a little bit. Um, that concept, right? The yeah, ship's he's, got a personality, right? Mm, he, yeah, he's, he's, he's more like Moya, I suppose, from you know the ship Moya in um, Farscape. Mm. I Which I barely that. remember. Oh, okay. yeah, right. Um, and he's like the pilot. So the ship, because we we've often had this argument: is where does the Liberator end and Zen begin, and are they different things? And and various dialogue makes it sort of semi clear that that Zen is part of the ship, but isn't the ship. Mm. Um, and is he? Because yeah. he's like a ball, right? I mean, is yeah. he? In, is that in that big green globe of the Liberator? Is that no, what we no, are? no? no the, okay, the, okay. the green globe is the engine. Yeah. Um, and we're nowhere near the engine no. here? No. Nobody knows for sure, but Ian and I are convinced that where they are right now, it's near the little red wedges. There's a series okay. of like red red wedge shapes, kind of like in the middle of the ship, and that's roughly where uh, the, 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 the living areas are. Okay. Yeah, this, it, it follows the grand tradition of not having the inside of your ship match the outside. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you can, you can pretty much make up what you want on it, and you're you know, you're you're you'd be as correct as we are. Okay. It's really stretching it here because um, you know this is alien technology. It's an alien ship. It's alien technology, and Blake tells Jenna, "You've got like two minutes to learn how to fly the thing," yeah. doesn't he? Right. And he goes off to shut the door um, so they can get off, and that's when Raker's in the tube, and this is where Raker meets his <laughs> end uh, quite nicely. Yes. 
Yes, and if, you know, I always, I always have to laugh because that scene would be such a big scene if it was done today. Oh, right? yes. But yeah. yes, it's very, very silly looking, but yes, good. Raker's gone, good. Yeah, I, I like the way he floats away like he's in panto, um, <laughs> you, you know, on these two wires. Yeah. It's quite puppety, isn't it? It, it is a bit, yes. And, uh, and, that, and that's when the second story ends. It ends with that they've got the Liberator, the three of them have got the Liberator, and they're going to follow the London to Cygnus Alpha uh, because Blake needs a crew and and that's where that one ends and did they pick up the guns yet or is that three oh that's in the next one that's that's coming up yeah so yeah this is where time wise things don't make an awful lot of sense because we've already established it's at least like a month or so into the journey so the London's got another seven months journey to Cygnus Alpha Mm -hmm. But the Liberator <laughs> is is following and gets there after the uh, the, the London gets there. But so what have they but been doing for seven, seven months? Yeah. Seven months right. is definitely not past. Has no, it? Right. no, right, no, no. Um, but yeah, they are exploring the ship, and this is where they find their, their the weapons. Um, yeah. Because um, we never really know what's going on with these weapons, how they work. Didn't you say, Ian, that they they were yeah, sonic? They were. I, I read somewhere that they were. That the idea behind them was that they were sonic weapons, mm-hmm. um, rather than firing projectile or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, that that sort of fits what we see. Um, but the effect of these guns varies depending on what the plot leads to. Yes. Okay, okay. Yeah. So the uh, is it safe to say the guns are here for a while? We're going to be seeing yes. them. Yeah. For, All yeah. the while the liberators around. You've got the guns. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they're, they're they're very iconic. Oh. Um, you know, I mean, like I say, as a kid, I remember make, endlessly trying to make some, and then on. I don't know if you've heard of a show called Blue Peter. It was a, a British show, a bit like a, a bit like a children's magazine show. So each episode was made up of different articles and things that kids might like to watch. And in one of them, they showed you how to make Blake Seven bracelets and Blake Seven guns and that, and that was it. It was like that. I think that's pro- that might be what started me off on. That was what got you interested. Pro- yeah, 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 yeah. What do you think? So of, you, what do you think of these guns, Kelly? Well, I was just gonna say. So now that I'm on the show, you're you're gonna have at least three uh, listeners from the America listening to this episode. So these guns look something between a curling iron and like a sex toy, <laughs> and they've got. They're pretty cool. They. They're like a wand. They're actually like a wand mm-hmm. with this um, uh, sort of acrylic-looking uh, sort of, I don't know, muzzle. But it doesn't look like a muzzle. There's no hole in the muzzle. No. And I think they have like a battery pack kind mm-hmm. of a thing on a spiral cord. Yep. Um, That's a phone cord, so, I think. <laughs> yes, yeah, a phone cord, which, by the way, um, people like my children won't know what that is. Nope. Just he- heads up. <laughs> but, yeah, so... Yeah, the guns are cool. They find them in all these. There's a bunch of them in like a bunch of slots, and it's even obvious to me who I'm not much of a sci-fi. Um, I don't track sci-fi. the The guns will only let you have one of them. So if I yes. grabbed one and, and I can hold it, if I tried to grab a second one, it would burn my hand. Mm-hmm. So that that was yeah. cute. I thought it doesn't yeah. last long though. Though <laughs> okay, I mean, a few right. ep- episodes <laughs> okay. later, yeah, 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 you can hold two at a time. Yeah. Because I was we, wondering, we, I was like, yeah. okay, does that mean the gun imprints on me, just that ship batch of guns, or all of the Liberator guns? Like, I couldn't quite figure out the... the but as a... Theory. I mean, what, what I could never work out, I mean, it's, it's quite clever, and it's quite nice, and it's quite sci-fi, but what possible use is it does this have to limit your crew to one gun each? Yeah. The, 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 it's pointless, that scene. Yeah. 
yeah, you, you, you've got a gun. I mean, two I think guns, it's just showing yeah, you how yeah. smart the alien technology. Yeah, I think was, you're but, right. Yeah. I think you're right. That's that's the meaning of this scene is to say, look how alien this is. Right. Yeah. Because usually, um, and it works. Yeah, usually but, when something like that <laughs> is set up, there's a payoff later on. So you would expect the Brian Blessed character to try to pick two up at the end or something and yes, burn his hand, yeah. but it never. Yeah, happens. yeah, you're right, and and that's how they disarm him or something. Mm. Yeah, you're right. It never happens. Good old Terry, Uncle Terry, and his mm. dodgy writing. Mm. Um, the other thing I love in the scene, though, I, I can't. I don't know whether it's Blake or Avon that does it because Blake says, "It's red hot," and Avon goes and grabs it. <laughs> what, yes. what, what were you thinking? <laughs> yeah. So all the while they're exploring the ship, um, uh, the, the London has arrived at Cygnus Alpha, this uh, this prison planet, yeah. this very dark Gothic place. Um, we've said before on this show that the guy who was responsible for the special effects in the first season uh, had a background in working for the Hammer films and this is very much something that you would see in a a Hammer film, don't you think? Yeah, where did that castle tell me more about that? Because it's pretty cool looking and of course I don't know where it comes from or... We don't know where it's come from because... Yeah, we, we... We discussed this, that, like, who, who built this? Right, was yes. it the prisoners that built it? Brian Blessed later on mm. says, you know, that the first 50 prisoners were dumped there with no tools. With nothing. With nothing. Yeah. So <laughs> how do you make that obelix and how do you make that yeah. castle? But, uh, you know, all these, all these model shots that you get, um, I, I mean, Blake Seven is lambasted by a lot of people for the cheapness or the shoddiness of the effects. And in some of the later seasons, y- you could see why they would be justified in saying that but to begin with the first block of uh, model work was done by Ian Schoons at Bray Studios and on film and they took their time and quite famously he blew nearly the whole uh, um, budget of the special effects on the first few episodes so they are quite yeah. polished the, these effects aren't bad at all okay. yeah he it might be apocryphal but he, he maintains that that he was given an amount to spend and he assumed that was per episode. Oh. But it was and for the whole when season. When they come back and go, oh no, that's the whole season. Yeah. And they like, oh dear. Yes. So you get a lot of repeated special effects shots later on. Yes. Because they, they literally ran out of money for it. Yeah. And um, also down on this planet, you see two people. You've got a monk-like guy and you've got uh, Pamela Salam um, playing Kara. Right. Um, and, and she's a devotee of this religion that's on Cygnus yeah, Alpha. Right. Mm. What do you make of this so far? Uh, well, uh, I was really confused, actually, because this is supposed to be the penal colony, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And instead, it, it doesn't have... It doesn't seem to have an organizational structure. It, it the, sh- the episode reveals that it's a bunch of religious nutballs, and they're kind of led by uh, Brian Blessed, and once again, they're using, I think they're using, not drugs, but they're using the, uh, sort of a placebo the, drug, yes. right? Yes, the threat, it's, it's the, op, it's, it's instead of controlling them via drugs, it's curing them via a placebo right. a drug. So, now, I think, I think this is all based on uh, Terry Nation uh, was very... Um, very against religion. Well, yeah. So I think, yeah, I think this is this is again, he's he's sort of saying that 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 Christianity, you know, has a placebo effect that it, it yes. offers you salvation to something that 
you know a, an ailment that doesn't exist right. and convince you of this so i think but the the other thing i think from this is that that this this idea of the 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 religious settlement it probably wasn't meant to originally be cygnus alpha i think this is again terry nation probably had this this idea of a uh, you know a religious commune and this idea and it's all been cobbled together so yeah it doesn't yeah. make a lot of sense as a prison planet i mean it's a bit more escape from new york than than like yes, slave it, prison and i was going to say yeah. this is the most sort of star trekky episode because yes. it's kind of episodic you, you know i felt yeah, like you, you could imagine kirk beaming down instead of blake yeah, and yeah. having the exact same story exactly. can't you yeah. exactly yeah mm. I couldn't figure out also why Kara was interested in Gan. Is it Gan or Gan? Gan, yeah. The big, the big guy. Yeah. Was that going Again, anywhere? Yeah. I mean, she gets no, killed at the no. end, but it's just okay. All right. That that, that what what you see of Kara in this is what you see of Kara. <laughs> she's gotcha. yeah, she's she's gone. But I, again, I think I think originally there was much more to this story than than is used. Um, so I think I think it's it's one of those scripts this particular one is, is one of the scripts that's been together. yeah it's cobbled together from various different ideas as a lot of terry's uncle terry's uh scripts are but uh, originally of course um eric you didn't like this episode no did you? you didn't think much no of no it. no i've always liked it i thought it was quite a good episode but you didn't yeah i was just young and you know star wars it was out at the same time and i uh, here's a tv show where each week you've got science fiction and it's all on this <laughs> on this nighttime planet and uh where's that spaceship gone you know yeah you because you yeah you're very much a hardware guy aren't i you? am yeah 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 yeah, yeah. See, well and i always like the people i don't resonate with yeah. movies or episodes that are so sort of heavy-handed anti-religion just because they're always the same there's no there was there's not a lot of interest in the whole oh you know god's fake and it's really the you know the priests are running the population i i just don't find it interesting so that sort of um like even i could tell that brian blessed was probably gonna bite it by the end of the episode Mm. just because it was so formulaic yes but um and then we get to see a few more there were a couple so you guys will like this. I thought maybe that um, David Ryle, um, what is he? Is he Selman or Arco? There's two other prisoners yeah. you get to know uh, by name, yeah. and they yes. they're they're yeah. instrumental and they're helping with the newest plot to break out, yeah. and they get yeah. killed off. But and cle- yeah. cleverly as well. There and this also. I I don't know whether actually I don't know whether this is clever or just a a, a symptom of. of that they didn't know who was going to survive. They're both played by very, at the time, very um, not famous but very recognisable yes. actors. I recognise in other yeah. shows. Yeah. yeah. So I, 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 I don't know whether it was that they thought, oh, we can trick the audience here, or whether the fact that they're played by presumably quite expensive to hire actors mm. for this style of show that they were going to be two of the characters that were going to survive. It's kind of the Samuel Jackson effect of Deep Blue Sea, uh, yes. right? Oh, like yeah. You're, you're, yeah. You're quite sure just because of the name and who he is that yeah. he's going to survive. And then, boop. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would have quite liked Arco to survive because I quite liked Arco's character in this. Yeah. Mm. Um, I just thought it was also a little bit unbelievable. It feels like the religious sect captures these prisoners, right? 
Yeah. And then within three minutes has convinced them that they're sick and they need this mm -hmm. drug. And they're totally convinced. That felt a little weird to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you think of the teleport bracelets? Because what happens next is they're, they find all this bunch of bracelets, don't they? Yes, right. Well, wasn't that just a total Star Trek ripoff or, or what? Like, you tell me, I'm not a No, Star no, guy. no. I, I, I stand, I beg to differ there. Star Trek had the transporter. Mm. Okay, okay. Blake Seven's got the teleport. Thank you. They're completely <laughs> different. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I I like the huge leaps in uh, in in, uh, in in the guesswork here. That the, they seem to recognise a material in the bracelet, and it yeah. turns out Blake and Avon were working on a teleportation oh, right. project. So therefore, this must be a teleportation device. Right. What I, what I don't understand in this is that within like about thirty seconds, they can pinpoint a, pl uh, a place on the planet and use the teleporter. Mm -hmm. And, and like I have trouble running uh, a Blu-ray player, and I've got the instructions in right. front of me. <laughs> it's a bit. It's all a bit rushed. It feels. I think that I know they. It's basically we need to get to a place where this series can become a uh, an episodic series. Um, but yeah, it does feel a bit rushed when they're just going. Oh yeah, I think I think we can work out how to do this. Yeah, yeah and you've yeah. got to stand over yeah. there as well yeah. yeah yeah i mean it to, to me it looks more like a shower cubicle i would think oh this is the communal showers <laughs> that teleport bay uh, you know and if you saw those bracelets yeah you you wouldn't immediately go Ooh. yeah you're right it's just like yeah. driving the liberator they pretty much figured yeah. out within a Minute yeah, and a half. Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, yeah, you mustn't think about that too much. Right, exactly. And and it's Blake <laughs> who goes down. Blake, but Blake is sent down to the planet, and uh, yeah. and and then is brought back up, and uh, and lies to the others. Yes, like, yeah, oh, yeah. There's nothing down there. There's nothing there. down there. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, interesting that yeah, I hear a lion straight away. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I so I mean, has Blake fully bought into just absolutely knowing that he was part of the leadership of the rebels back in the yeah, day? Yeah, I think he's. I think his memory is sort of pretty much because they don't now. have like any yeah. kind of moment where he where he goes, no. "Oh my God, that was me," which I thought was great. He just yeah. evolves into the Federation's. I mean, it, they, they could have had it easily in the that the Liberator's self-defense mechanism yes. opened his memories yeah. up, and he goes, "What? Oh, I remember yeah, a few flashbacks." Yeah. 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 Um, I think you just uh, Blake Seven has a lot of things where you just have to fill in the blanks yourself, which is fine because yeah. when yeah. I watch a show and they have to really do a big ex expository scene, I don't always appreciate that. Actually, it can be kind of yeah. corny, so that's great. But yeah, he's at this point he he knows that he's in charge, yeah. and he's going to tell the others what he thinks they need to know, which doesn't exactly engender trust in my view. But okay, no. He don't, he, there's no thought in his mind that one of these guys might be better leader than him. Mm, right. He's he's in charge. It's his ship, even though yeah. he came across with two other people with just as much. You've claim said this before. To e this e ship. Each yeah. one of them could be in command. You know. Yeah. Um, a Avon is the computer knowledgeable person. Jenner is the pilot. You know what? 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 What is Blake bringing to the table? Middle management. <laughs> he's, he's bringing a, yeah. his entitled attitude. That's, yeah. that's you need that for a leader. He's he's got the cardigan and the hush puppies. He has perfect. Can't argue yeah. with it. Yeah, and he goes down again. He's been doesn't to Rada. He? Yes, he's been to Rada. Yes, yes. and he goes down. He makes a pitiful showing of the of 
fighting these monks as well, doesn't he, the first time? He does, he does. Uh, yeah. yeah, the fight scenes. <laughs> Kirk would have had yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the first time as well, you know, in Blake Seven's history where an alien planet is a quarry in, in, yeah. in southern England. Um, it, it's something you get have to get used to um, yes. on this show, yes. Okay. But this one doesn't look too bad because it's always at night. Yeah, it looks good. I think it, it, the whole it show, more, in my mind, bigger. the whole yeah. show is shot at night and dark. Yeah. It's it's a little yeah. fatiguing on the eyeballs. It so is. Do you, know, do you know how much floodlights cost to hire? Anyway, he goes down to the planet again with bracelets to go and get his crew. Yeah. It, it's getting quite late of an evening. Is this the is this the story where Jenna finds the room? While yes. he's down on the planet, yeah. she goes. Yeah, so they're they're waiting for Blake, and she goes off and finds a the room of of polyester costumes. Yes, and b oh, she the room of That's many right. many yeah. cheap costumes. Yeah, yeah, she comes back in a smashing blouse, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah. And asks Ivan yeah. what he thinks. Yeah, and, and so does his little on. this little twirl <laughs> as well. Oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> And he says something, doesn't he? He says, oh, I'm glad to see you haven't wasted your time on frivolities yeah. or something. He's, he's right. nicely snarky, isn't he? Yeah. 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 But then she also says that you should go and have a look in there and another room, meaning the strong room. Um, yeah. And he's shortly going to come back with a lot of like pretty crappy paste. Tat. Tat. Yes. A lot of old tat. <laughs> And and this is when you, you you know again you don't want to think about it too much. He reckons the the, the amount of wealth in that room, you know, um, you, you, you know they could have anything they want. Well, why didn't they ever use that then? Yeah. Okay. It's never referred Surely, to again it, ever. Yeah. This room. It would have been they, it would have been easier to buy off the federation. Yes. Than it would to have fight it to fight them. Yeah. 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 The, the, all all this tat, all this uh, cheap jewelry that he's he's got. Never mentioned again. Oh no! One, one more time. They mention it in, in yeah, season they, they, they three. They try to bribe. They try to bribe the um, the shadow people. Oh, of course they do. Yes, yeah. Um, there's yeah. that as well. Yeah. So, uh, but that that's all happening while Blake is down on the planet and he gets captured yeah. um, and taken to see old Brian Blessed there. Right. What do you think well, of Brian? Brian? Yeah. What do you think yeah. of Brian Blessed, Kelly? Are you a well, fan? I am, but I've is, only... Is he well-known in the States? No, I mean, oh, he's yeah. known, but not, I wouldn't say well-known. Was, he was in, was he in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? He is, he, he, yeah, he's, he's so, Kevin Costner's dad. Yes, just briefly. So, you know, if I, in my opinion, obviously I don't speak for all Americans, but I'm 42 and that's where people would know him. That movie was huge. Um, and even though it's a small part, that's kind of where people might have seen him. Mm -hmm. um, you don't know him from uh, Gordon's Alive, Flash Gordon. I never saw Flash Gordon. What? what? Um, <laughs> you need to remedy it, that. I told you. I told you. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't he in um, Black Adder? Uh, he was, yeah. Black Adder yeah, series. So I saw was, him in uh, that, of course. Richard, and. Yeah. I've just started watching I Claudius, which um, oh, he's, yeah, yes, very good in yes. That, yeah. So I have you know some exposure to him. He, um, yeah, he's he's he is a national treasure. I bet Britain. he is. Yeah. There's not there's not one true Brit that you would meet that wouldn't lay down in a puddle for him to walk mm -hmm. over you. Mm -hmm. um, he he's beloved, isn't yeah. he? I don't. 
Yeah. And he's a fascinating actor in the, uh, you, you, yeah. you say I, Claudius, you know, um, Ian was saying earlier, you know, Zed Cars. He, he w yeah. when you look at his earlier performances, he's very much restrained, you know, <laughs> um, but it's around this time, you know, this role here, he he, yes. he he starts quite quiet and he rapidly rises up to yes. 11. <laughs> um, and, and I think that's when he found and enjoyed this this. Uh, persona that he became. Yes. Persona, yeah. Well, it was so funny because Ralph, my husband, was making dinner while I was watching this episode, and he and he pops his head and he says, "That guy shouts a lot." And I said, "Ralph, <laughs> this is Brian Blessed." You know, like, yeah. yeah. So, but no, he. I mean, this part isn't great. It's not a great part, and it's a corn. This is a corny sort of character, but of course, I love watching him. He's great. He's eminently watchable, isn't he? Yes, you know, he is. And I, I like this scene where um, Blake's being captured and, uh, and um, you know, he, he, he starts off quite quiet and it's like, you're going to tell me about your ship, blah, blah. But he soon loses it and, and starts shouting. <laughs> um, um, terrific scene. Yeah, and it, it, it's, sort of, it's the first instance as well we've got of Blake. Throughout the show, Blake, when he first meets people, he tries to talk them into what he wants them to okay. do he's very very diplomatic try and talk way through um which is quite interesting for for this show because later on when like avon takes over and especially a character called tarrant um blake is is quite diplomatic quite political in the way he deals with people always trying to get the the least hassle route mm. first right um, which is quite it was, it's quite refreshing for, and that's not yeah. I don't that's not an American television value at all like no. we we come in and punch you or shoot you immediately yeah. like we don't have any talking yeah I suppose it's, it's almost like the difference between Picard and Kirk isn't it yes like, well and Picard I also think would... you know we were talking about Star Trek and Gene Roddenberry um, as a writer like did you ever watch Have Gun Will Travel yes the, yeah, yeah nice. you know that yeah. that sort of uh, hero that's that's able yep. to resort to force has those abilities and skills but is going to try to talk first mm. which yeah. I appreciate because I feel like it's a little bit rare yeah. well it's the it's the um, is it oh, I can't remember which president it was was it Roosevelt uh, talk softly and carry a big stick it's that right. attitude isn't it that that talk first but have something to back it up right. afterwards mm. Um, which it, yeah is is quite an unusual. I mean, I suppose it it probably for quick episodic television doesn't make good television because it's it's quite talky. But for the BBC, of course, talk is cheap. Yes, <laughs> right? yes. So yeah, a lot of our a lot of our action shows Americans must watch and go, this is an action show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my my husband get, teases me about that too because yeah. you've seen the Eddie Izzard uh, yes, where he yeah. compares the British yeah. television, and, that, and I that's just absolutely laugh. it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, he nailed it. But he's arranging matchsticks, yeah. and you yes. know, yeah. I and I'm my husband just mercilessly teases me about these yeah. shows. I mean, I we. Watch. We're still in this, you know, in this country, aren't they? especially like television, even made now. If they damage or wow, blow up a car, you're thinking, "Good God, this is a this is a big budget prestige <laughs> show." They, they've they've run a car into a tree. Uh, yeah, and it it's it's really weird, and you can see why in the eighties the American A Team, Dukes of Hazard that sort of show 
just hit us and we were like we didn't know what the hell was happening uh, we soaked you know, it up it, didn't it was we huge. oh yeah it was huge um, British shows basically just died at that point because they couldn't compete no. which is so no. funny because when I see a long protracted punch out or car chase or explosions I literally tune out I'm, my yeah. eyeballs are looking at it and I'm thinking about my grocery list mm. yes. we just, it was just saturated it? with it and weirdly, days. there's no rewatch value in it. Nope. <laughs> there's no rewatch value at all. Whereas these talky, old, clunky dramas, you, you, I'll, I'll sit and watch Till the Cows Come Home. Mm. Yep. It, yeah, it's. You're, it's preach, strange, you're preaching to the choir on that. I'm yeah. really with you on that. <laughs> all right, well, he, he, he's thrown back in the cell, isn't he, Blake? Um, yes. um, until he gives up. Um, well, he wants the Liberator to land, and the others yeah. want t- are telling him to. You've got to cooperate because they're going to start killing us one by one. And uh, Gan is the first one to actually um, uh, go over onto his side. And yeah. and this is the only action scene uh, we have in this uh, in this episode, which is when there's going to be a sacrifice, and Gan is going to be sacrificed by uh, Brian. And uh, of course, it's all a ruse. Blake and the others are in uh, are in the monks' habits, and uh, yeah, and we're not quite sure how the, how the, they got the, this. yeah how they got there and why the other monks aren't looking at them, going, "Hang on, yeah. <laughs> who the hell are you?" Um, and 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 this action scene that's coming up possibly shows why we didn't do a lot of action. Mm. It's it's pretty sluggish. Yeah. yeah. It's sluggish and it's confusing and uh, yeah. yeah and and yes the, these two characters you know that we thought potentially might be part of the crew are uh, dispatched right. at this point yes. as is Pamela Salem. Um, yeah. um it's sl- she she almost dies via sloppy editing doesn't yes, she? Yes, yeah, it's, it's a bit because confusing we're not just entirely sure yeah. what happens to yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh and 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 then we're almost at the end. Um yeah. um it, again, the editing's a bit odd because uh, Vargas, the Brian Blessed character, gets teleported up first, then Blake and the others, and the uh, Jenna and Avon don't seem to have noticed that Vargas is there, and then all of a sudden yeah. he is there. Mm-hmm. And if there if there's one man on the planet Earth that you couldn't overlook, <laughs> it's Brian Blessed. <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, and and this is where he gets his demise because as as, as yeah. he's explaining to them that there is no disease, you know, it's just a it, it, it's a, just a mild thing that you get and it passes after a few days and right. uh, and and you, you, you know, but the colonists have believed all this time and he and yeah. he's, he um, he gets a touch of the blowfelts, don't need to explain his plot. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. He, yeah, yeah. As he backs into the teleport bay. Um, yeah. And then gets teleported out into space and promptly blows up while shouting that he's right. a god. I'm a, he's, he yeah, died, I'm a god. He died. Yes. Yeah, he died as he would have wanted to get yes. Yes. shouting. Yes. <clears throat> and that's it. That's that. that that's yeah. uh, pretty much all our our crew in place now. Uh, they're on the Liberator. It ends nicely with, like you say, Kelly, one of uh, Blake's wistful looks yeah. off into the mid distance yeah. saying that I'm going to start that move I'm going to I'm going to pull that start off doing now. that yes yes I am yeah yeah, yeah. It, it works really well in meetings and that if someone yeah. asks you a question just look into the middle distance yes. exactly say some huge statement yeah. I'm gonna, yeah I'm down yeah 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 <laughs> yes 
we will get that work done. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I'm, and, and that's where it ends. And he's talking about, you know, we're going to fight back and everything. Um, yeah. They've got the means to do so now. And that's when uh, that story ends. Uh, there is one more crew member to come uh, that you don't know. Um, okay. that, that, that would be in the next episode. Um, okay. And then they're up and running and off. And before long, they come up against the Federation. And then we've got two... Yeah two federation characters who are the, like the re- recurring villains and and that's it for the rest of the show that that that's pretty much it is that going to be dev or dav or whatever his name is no never see him again no. never okay. never see him again no. see i can't i can't yeah. get attached to anyone i guess yeah. you know it's, it's, it's a weird show blake seven in that there's not much continuity in production so you never really I mean when we I think when we you when you get a recurring guest star which is I think happens what twice mm. where the, not the main cast everyone else is never appears again you get major characters introduced never appear again it's it's very strange like that major ideas will be thrown in never spoken of mm. again um, and did you get do you get the impression it sounds like that's part design and part uh, just the sort of shambles of the production. Yeah, I think it's a bit of both. Yeah. Um, we we often say, I mean, we we don't, you you'll get a nice character, especially like a you know a, a random Federation officer or something like that, or a rebel leader, and we we'll often say, wouldn't it be nice if they come back? And that was you know yeah. when you next see a rebel, completely different rebel leader, why not use mm. the one you've just done? Well, in and, uh, um, the Vargas character would have been a good. Um, yeah. villain to come across again because mm. if that's a real you know that's a dangerous person right a- able to do yeah. what he's done and yeah. and so to just kind of, that that to me killing him off sort of telegraphed that oh this was just an uh, anti-religion kind of plot we've seen it a million times but I kind of wanted him to be a something that they were going to have to reckon with mm. but um, again I have no idea where the show's going Although I've learned more listening to you guys' hints. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose the yeah, I suppose the, the sixty four thousand dollar question is would you voluntarily watch more of it? Uh I would at this point, yeah. I would. So, so the program's done something right. Yes, yeah. no, I like it. I um yeah. I do and uh I I like again, I don't know anything about where it's going and I think if it Again, I'm used to very episodic science fiction. You know what I mean? Where yeah. it's like each episode kind of wraps it up and then we move along and we don't really have a lot of character development. Uh, or at least that's kind of what I'm used to. And well, this, this is yeah, different. This, this is different. This is, almost, this is almost all character. Right. So there's, there's very... I mean, there are a few action sequences here and there and there's a few ongoing very very overarching plots like Blake wants to bring down the Federation but there's no there's no detailed arcs and almost all of it is the character interaction interaction between the crew between the crew and the villains between the villains themselves um, and that's what I love it for I, yeah you know I love it because it's they these are characters that are really well acted you, you know you you grow to know these people uh, and it's that interaction like you know e- even in the duffest space opera style episode me and Eric will we'll find a liberator scene between Villa and Avon mm. that makes it worthwhile yeah. Yeah. sitting through you know what can sometimes be a bit a bit of dross mm. but uh, 
it, it's an unusual show. Yeah. I, you know, I, I can see it not. I could see it not going down well in the eighties in like the states and that. But I think it would be appreciated now. I think if they showed it on the, I mean, it's never been really repeated on British telly either. Um, but everyone of a certain age knows Blake Seven. Mm. Really, wow. It's really, it's like it entered the national crowd. A bit like every British person you meet on the street, you ask them what a Dalek is, and even if they've never yes. seen Doctor Who, they know exactly what a Dalek yeah. is. It's it's part of the national consciousness. And Blake Seven, up to a certain age of person, is the same. Right. You know, it's it's like, uh, Eric probably had the same when he was trooping in the in the, the suit, people will come up yep. to you when you're dressed in a Blake Seven costume and they'll tell you they're, you know, they're not sci-fi fans or whatever, but they'll tell you they're how they loved Blake Seven. Mm. Mm. It's really strange. Mm. It's it's not a show like any other, no. really. Well, I, I mean, feel Ed, like sci-fi yeah. in general is not usually very character... There's not a lot of character no. arc. You know, there are, there are characters, right? They create... If yeah. you ask, what, what is Captain Kirk like? You'd say, oh, he's like this, that, and the other. But you, I don't feel like he goes through any personal transformations no. whatsoever no. in his three seasons or whatever. And, and so, it does, I mean, a, a lot of that was, was sort of, I suppose, it was the syndication... Uh, of uh, the idea that we need to syndicate these shows so you've got the big red reset button so everyone's got to be at the end of the episode where they were at the beginning of the episode and I think stuff stuff's like that but sci-fi generally is the big idea isn't it it's the it's the you know the idea is these people are in a spaceship and they're traveling and that's what it's about yeah Yeah, you're right it's not normally character driven and I think the lack of budget for Blake 7 helped in this (laughs) regard sure yeah, because like you know, joking earlier, saying talk is cheap. It really was. You, you know, the, Blake Seven was given the same budget as a standard modern, I not modern but contemporary shot drama series, um, which is just astonishing when you think of it. Because they couldn't just well, some episodes they did, but they couldn't just go out and film in Sainsbury's like a soap could. Right. They had to build everything yes. from scratch, or that and sense. that's where you end up in the quarries, and you end up in, you know, uh, shopping centres, shopping centres, yeah, <laughs> with uh, with things signs covered up and that. Um, yeah, they just couldn't afford it, so they relied on character. good scripting yeah. and character. Yeah, which I totally appreciate. Yeah. And, yeah. I tell you what, Kelly, if 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 we have uh, whetted your appetite for it, and you and you wouldn't mind watching some more there are two episodes that i'm thinking of that that could be cherry picked for you one is the one that ian was talking about which is a murder mystery one it's called mission yeah. to destiny that's quite a fun one but i'm thinking also i think i think ian that kelly would it'd be interesting to see what kelly thinks of travis and serverland and serverland so, yeah, so seek, seek locate destroy. destroy i'll send you links yeah. so you can look at them okay. at your leisure kelly okay yeah. because i'm i'm okay. i'm very interested to know what you think of serverland and travis and are these all in yeah. the first season still all first season yes. yeah yeah I well i'll tell you i'm just probably going to just yeah. watch yeah. the whole thing then yeah that's probably a good that, idea yeah that's fine yeah. and it's been it's been it's fun. only 12 I, episodes yeah yeah, it, no, it's fun, and mm-hmm. I just, um, yeah, I appreciate it, and, uh, you know, definitely not my wheelhouse, but um, yeah. I've, I really enjoyed it. And yeah. Well, it, I mean, since since been doing, I mean, I've always been a Blakeson fan. Um, my wife, Anne, has always hated Blakeson because 
she was they were sort of made to sit and be quiet when their dad watched it her and right. her brother so she had, she had the, the the idea that Blake 7 was was almost a punishment um, but when when we started doing this when Eric asked me to, to sort of help out with it and so I'm putting the episodes on and very rapidly it went from Anne sort of doing something else and being snarky about it she's still snarky about it to begrudgingly paying attention to enjoying it and you know and there are deaf episodes there are deaf episodes but it's worth it's worth sort of persevering with the duff stuff to get to the good Mm. stuff yeah i would like to think that if you if you watch season one you'll want to watch season two and if you watch season two you'll watch season three three, and if you've watched season three you want to complete it and watch season four and at the end of that you'll be a blake seven fan Nicely put, Ian. Nicely yeah. put. That's a good. That, that, that's a good, a good. Good point on on finishing today. Then, all right. Yeah. Well, thank you. This has been a super fun. Uh, it was fun to watch. Fun to talk about. Excellent. Yeah. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. It's been different, hasn't it? It's it's been a different dynamic. Yes. yes. Yeah. Because I because I don't normally know anything. We, normally we're just two old men uh, moaning about. But stuff. that's what that, that's what you were just saying <laughs> there, Ian. You, you you know when we talk about things when we meet at conventions and stuff like that you mentioned Blake Seven. everybody knows what you're talking about so it's been very interesting to hear from you Kelly as somebody who has got absolutely no background or knowledge on the show at all yeah yeah you haven't got an axe to grind you don't hate it no. you've got you've literally come out knowing nothing mm. about mm. it so thank you very much well, it is interesting I'm yeah I'm well, glad you didn't I'm me. glad it didn't come out that you said what a load of old crap I've wasted three hours <laughs> oh. of my life yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you, you guys much. know what kind of movies I yeah. watch on purpose, yeah. right? So, no, I'm not going to say that. But, no, I appreciate it. And, like I said, I've been just really trying to avoid knowing anything. Um, but, yes, yeah, uh, now I know a little bit because you guys revealed a little mm. bit. But, um, See, now, now like, I wouldn't have picked Avon. To our podcast. Yeah. Uh-huh. I didn't. I am glad, actually, because yeah. I don't listen to podcasts if people talk about something I haven't seen because it's just too frustrating. Yeah. Well, so, we've done yeah. Raker. We've done Dev Tarrant, yeah, yeah. and we've done Vargas, the Brian Blessed character. So you can listen yeah. to those three. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Sounds sounds good. All right. Well, thanks for your time today, that's Kelly. Your yeah, that's your own work. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you, guys. All right. it's been fun. Cheers, then. Bye-bye. No problem. Bye. Thanks, Bye. Then. Bye.